Welcome to the New Man Podcast, a show for brave men to experience freedom in their faith, sexuality, and relationships. The goal? goal? To provide practical tools and timeless principles that help you become the man you were made to be. And now, your host, Sathya Sam. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here, and welcome to the New Man Podcast. It is so good to have you guys here, and I want to thank you so much for listening today. Uh, It's so funny doing this intro now because uh, one of my clients was ragging on me the other day for having such an intense intro, and then after this like intense intro, then it goes to me and I'm kind of a little bit more, you know, melancholy and chill and whatever. So um, I'm just like, it's just like, it's one of those things where you hear a comment and then it's kind of swirling around in the back of your mind as you do the thing that was commented about. So anyway, you know who, uh, you know who you are and uh, thanks for the comment, but I'm going to carry on here with my intense intro that I absolutely love and uh, my relatively calm demeanor. (laughs) Today will be a shorter one. I'm pretty sure of that. I have, um, I have a, a built-in time constraint that is going to force me to be very clear and very concise in what I communicate today. Uh, we got into this great discussion with uh, one of my groups this week about handling anger. And I just, I just really, I really resonated with the whole subject myself and I could tell that for most of the group, this was a topic they really enjoyed talking about. And I, I really do try to pay attention because I know that like whatever's benefiting my groups is going to benefit you guys as well, the listeners. And, um, and so I'm always conscious of that. Um, I don't, yeah, I mean, I believe in client confidentiality. So uh, sometimes the details are changed here. Uh, certainly, we don't really use names or anything. Anything that's going to be a client identifier uh, is is kept hidden um, or, or we alternate uh, the details for that reason. Um, and uh, today will be no exception. But I just, I, I just thought the anger thing was so fascinating because uh, we, we had a client who's um, undergone a, a life transition recently and as is often the case with, with life transitions, you, you start to notice changes in your relationships and sometimes changes in how you handle yourself in relationships. And that's basically what he was experiencing. And, and part of that involved, you know, just um, reaching a boiling point at, at certain times and, and not really understanding why or, or what to do, how to handle it. And one of the things we talk about a lot at Deep Clean is journaling and having some of these methods that really allow you to process things well so that, you know, when you do get angry, um, it, it doesn't just fester, but you actually have a safe outlet where you can work through the anger and then eventually reach a resolution and move on with your life. But it's interesting because the reality is when you're in a heated moment, you don't have the opportunity to pull out your journal and write out a couple sentences in process, right? Like uh, something very different is going on, uh, for on, on a, especially I would say with anger, but really in, in any case where you're super worked up and, um, and we need more practical things to do in the moment before you can reach a place where you're able to journal talk to a confidant or whatever else it might be. So that is, um, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. Uh, there's two really interesting things that happen in the brain. Uh, if you compare 
an angered state versus a normal state or homeostasis. Um, in homeostasis, you are able to engage your prefrontal cortex, which is the front part of your brain. Uh, it's where you do a lot of your higher level thinking, a lot of your rationale, reasoning, um, all of those things are formulated through your prefrontal cortex. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, when you experience anger, your uh, the the back part of your brain, the hind brain, becomes a lot more active, and specifically, you have the parts of your system that are responsible for regulating emotion, fight or flight response, uh, and those are namely your your amygdala and your limbic system. So there's this concept in clinical psychology called uh, amygdala hijack. And it is when you reach a point, these kinds of boiling points, where for one reason or another, um, you are worked up and your amygdala basically takes over the brain as in it becomes priority number one and your processing, your, your cognition is now filtered through solely your amygdala and whatever it might be trying to regulate. And in the process, you lose your prefrontal cortex cognition. It's not that it goes anywhere, obviously. It's just that you're not able to activate that part of your brain because the amygdala has more or less hijacked the situation. So there's a couple things that we try to do to basically mitigate that hyperactivity of the amygdala. And to, to base, well, yeah, really the goal is to reach a state where you can use your prefrontal cognition again. So there's, I would say, three really practical things that you can do to help in the moment. Number one, breathing. Um, I'm so grateful that, that we're catching up. I would say the last 10 years, uh, science has been really good at, at identifying the value of breathing. Ah, breathing. You know, just taking a good, deep belly breath. And what I mean by a belly breath is that when you inhale, your shoulders don't go up. They stay where they are and your belly comes out. That's what I mean by a nice, deep belly breath. And there's actually research to prove that physiologically, this actually dramatically reduces some of the fight or flight response in our system. It, it, maybe it doesn't reduce it, but it certainly mitigates it. So uh, a deep belly breath. So breathing is our first thing to look after. Second thing is movement. So um after more research of the fight or flight response, uh, researchers are adding uh, three, or sorry, they're adding one or even three additional responses depending on who you talk to. So I'll give you the the five layered response, and you can do your own research on this. Um, I would say the layer four and five are still being researched. So uh, depending on who you talk to, some people will say, "Yep, that's legit," and some will say. Well, we're still figuring it out. But here are the five responses. Fight, flight, we all know those ones. Freeze, submit, attach. So those are the five um, responses in your parasympathetic nervous, uh, nervous system. And, um, and what's happening here is, uh, is it's usually one of these five things. And I would say especially one of three. And freezing is much more common than you think. We sort of, we get in these worked up states and then we just kind of freeze. And I, I do this all the time. Actually, I will go silent. I'm just silent. It's like, okay, I, I don't want to talk. I don't want to engage. 
I'm done. I'm out. I'm quiet. That's, that's a freeze response. Um, so I'm not running away from it and I'm not engaging in this big argument or discussion. I'm just, I'm frozen. And what I found is that in those situations, the, one of the best things that I can do is just move, just move, walk around, pace, swing your arms, like do whatever you got to do. It doesn't matter if you look like a maniac, but get some movement because in those angered states, you have so much um, energy built up and pent up that is going to lead you to, to do something. Something will boil over. So movement is a really good way. Um, my, one of my rules for handling anger as well is it's okay to, it's okay if you need to yell. It's okay if you need to, to scream or, um, or that kind of thing. But the, the general rule of, of managing or expressing anger in a moment is that it cannot cause harm to anybody else or anything else. So it, you should not be smashing bottles and uh, ripping up cushions. Uh, you shouldn't be uh, inflicting any kind of harm on other people or yourself. So those are kind of the rules for angers. Like we, we want to find ways to channel the anger. And yes, sometimes that means a, more of an expression that's visible, like yelling or that kind of thing. It should not cause any kind of damage to yourself or to the people or the items around you. So we got breathing, we got movement. And lastly, and maybe more, most importantly, is mindfulness. And this is really the goal. It's the goal of this, this whole process is to reach a place of mindfulness. Like I said earlier, you want to try to re-engage your prefrontal cortex so you can see things rationally again and, and actually respond with some sort of health, you know, with, with some sort of um, integrity. And it's, it's really hard to do that without being mindful. And, um, you know, one of my friends has got me ho- hooked on this guy. Um, I'm forgetting his exact name. Is it Judd? Uh, Judd? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up here while I, while I record because um, he's has, has been really helpful. But he talks about reaching this place of mindfulness. And mindfulness is kind of where you become aware of... Uh, aware of kind of what's going on and why you're doing things the way you're doing them, uh, what you're processing, what you're experiencing. And it's funny when you get into these really angered states, you know, the amygdala hijack, if you will, uh, this is often where we lose that. We lose our mindfulness. We're, we're no longer thinking about what we're doing. We're just doing, we're reacting, uh, we're acting out. So mindfulness is the last goal here. And, and I would say two things that get you there very quickly are what we discussed, breathing and movement, breathing and movement. Now, these aren't full solutions. They're not going to work for everybody perfectly. And they still do take some time. It's not like you take one deep breath, you pace for 30 seconds and suddenly you're good to go. It still takes time, but we want to try to, um, we want to try to control our physiology as best as we possibly can. And these two things do it really well. And they lead you to this place of mindfulness. Judson Brewer, by the way, that's the name of the author who talks a lot about this. He's got TED Talks and books and um, a really uh, a really comprehensive educational background. He's an MD and a PhD. So he's kind of got the clinical and the research components together. And uh, you can check out some of his stuff if you want. I'll, I'll link in the show notes. He's got a good book on, uh, on mindfulness, uh, what we were just talking about. 
But all is to say, guys, you know, um, there's nothing wrong with you for getting angry. Um, anger is God-given. Uh, we saw that even Jesus himself uh, experienced anger and at times uh, was rather expressive about it, right? He flipped tables in the temple. He was really upset that they had turned the the synagogue into a marketplace. And um, I think that's really interesting. And, and so it, it kind of demonstrates that anger is not a bad thing. And, uh, you know, Jesus flipped tables. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know for me, I, it's something I guess I grapple with. I'm like, gee, I don't know if I could ever flip tables and feel righteous in it. You know, um, that's just something that I, I'm still, I guess, growing in and, and trying to learn still. But, um, but I would say that, you know, no matter where you are in your life, uh, just understand that if Jesus experienced anger, it's okay for you to experience anger as well. And you'll notice that Jesus was not bitter. Uh, Jesus did not let the anger fester. And I think that's that's really the heart of this message is that we want to manage our anger in a way that's actually healthy, healthy for the people involved and healthy for ourselves. And I think uh, some great ways to start are just with breathing, movement, and mindfulness. Um, now, the last thing I want to mention is uh, like kind of speaking of mindfulness, uh, another thing that's really uh, closely associated with the subject is meditation. And so you have these kinds of um, in the moment disciplines like breathing and movement. And then you have more um, just general good practices in life like meditation, journaling, exercise, et cetera, et cetera. And what I want to remind you of is that if you take really good care of yourself and you do some of these other practices that maybe aren't going to be effective in the moment, like we said, you can't whip out your journal in the middle of an outburst and just, you know, start writing and hope that it'll take care of everything. You might, some of you honestly will actually be able to do that, but I would say that's not the norm. Um, but the point is, if you do some of these uh, practices regularly, they become preventative. They, they put you in a healthy state regularly. And the more optimal you are in your state, the less likely you are to have really damaging outbursts. So that's the value of some of these other disciplines we talk about. It's not to say that it's one or the other. Like, yeah, you get really good at breathing and moving and, and just ha- handling your immediate anger response. Uh, it's, and it's not just that you get really good at journaling and meditating and whatever else. What we want to try to do is both. We want to get really good at both. And as you get better and better at the preventative measures, you'll find that you need the immediate measures less frequently. So just a little bit of a note there, because that was one of the questions my, my client was asking is like, I can't just pull out my journal in the middle of an outburst here. Um, like, what am I supposed to do? And so that's, that's when we kind of got into the nuts and bolts. And I had a feeling it might be helpful for one of you out there. So uh, thank you so much for listening. A super quick one today. I know I'm blitzing through, uh, but I love you guys dearly. I really appreciate your, your listening, uh, your support of the podcast. And I really... Um, I pay close attention to any feedback I get. So uh, a bunch of you have given feedback on the sound quality and I've made some adjustments. Uh, Some of you have given feedback on just the content and it's really encouraged me to continue in some of the things I've been doing. Uh, But if there's anything that you feel like this podcast is missing or if there's just any subjects you're interested in that you want to hear more about, um, I am all ears. I actually have been like paying paying people money lately to, to get research on what guys are looking for. What are some of the, the questions they want answered? Uh, because I really want this podcast to, um, 
yeah, I just, I want it to be useful. I don't want to just be talking into my phone for fun. Uh, I want to be providing content that's going to help you guys. So um, yeah, you can save me some money if you uh, want to submit some questions or give some input that way. But otherwise, I'm happy to uh, keep going those avenues as well. Hey, I hope this has helped you be a man of integrity and confidence. And I look forward to speaking with you very soon. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to The New Man Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, you can share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on Instagram at Sam. Thanks again and see you next time.